Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. Hello, welcome to Six Bits. My name is Raymond Foley, the fat, blimpy, sweaty, scabby lump and the lovely, voluptuous, sweaty... Uh, but for all for all the right reasons, uh, Moreen O'Connell is here as well, everybody. Hello, how are you feeling, Blimpy? Jabba, Jabba, no, Jabba, no, Solo, Jabba, no, Princess Leia in her knickers, Jabba, no, la la baduda la mamba that's me I have become uh, my covid stone has gotten the better of me I have I have nothing to give I think the last time I left the house was last Friday to go and do the zigzag lunch I haven't left the house I've stopped going out I have it's finally what happened to your exercise gone when the weather changed there about two weeks ago the weather the the, uh, exercise stopped so, uh, yeah, I finally succumbed. And it's once you get into a rut like this, it's very hard to get out of it. Now, I am looking down the barrel of get this week out of the way, then next week, and then I've got a week's holidays. Going to Mayo for the week, so that's going to involve exercise. And then when I, yeah, in fact, that week, my gym have emailed me and said that they're they're coming back. The gym are back with this. They sent me a photograph, actually, of this. Loads of gyms are doing it. These kind of like, Plastic pods with all of your gear in each pod, and each person comes along, goes into the pod, does their right. workout, then cleans it down after themselves, then pisses off home. So uh, that's happening on the thirteenth, but I'll be off that week. So the, the week after that, directly after that, I'll be um, going and doing that. And you know, I've had I have a controversial uh, proposition or proposal for myself. It's not for you, like it's for me. That I think I'll instead of doing my workouts at six o'clock in the morning like I used to do, yeah. or half five, quarter past five, I think I'm going to do them at in the evening at five, maybe five, half five in the evening. Go to the gym. These these are like they're they're um, what do you call them? They're 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 semi private training or personal training in that there's like twelve people, ten to twelve people in the room, and we've all got a couple of trainers shouting at us. And we do our workouts then. But if I do that at five o'clock in the evening, mm-hmm. that's the danger zone, you see. I was reading this book about dr- eating and drinking and ha- the habits we formed during co- COVID. Yeah. And breaking that habit, the best thing to do is at around the danger zone. See, you're all right, you're in work. But yes. uh, for me, Monday to Thursday particularly is the danger zone of like, oh, let's crack open the vino. Let's have a little bit of chocolate. Let's mm. have a little a, a little savoury cheesy crackersy nutty treat with the couple of drinks while I'm getting the dinner on then get the dinner on more drinks and it's just a, it's a, just a and then the telly and the chocolate and it, from five half five on is the, the danger zone the evening zone and we're all in a habit now of it so yeah. the the best thing to do apparently is to book the gym sessions for bang in the middle of that like six o'clock because it's like, oh crap, it'll be awful though. It'll be like, oh crap, I'm going to the gym. I can't do any of that. I'm going to the gym. So I'll have to get the dinner out of the way at like four o'clock. Uh, and then have the evening. Like an like an older American person. Like an older American person. That's it. Yeah. 
lot of age. Dinner. Feeling a lot of age today. A lot, a lot of age. So this is this is interesting. Yeah. That you're feeling this way. And I've been talking to some people and they're like, oh, Jesus, I can't take it anymore. And there is an article on, uh, you know, One Zero. It's um, like a medium publication about the future of tech and science. And um, a guy has published an article saying our ability to process information is reaching critical limit. So everything that's happened this year, our brains were at the level where we're like, we can't take it anymore. Right. Our brains are going, no, no. This is too much. So they've, you know, done all these studies and into research about what's going on with news consumption. And that's gone right down because people are going, no, I can't. There has been too much. And it's feeding into our everyday lives. It's feeding into us as people right now, just at the start of July. And you in a funk right now, I don't think that you're alone. And I know we've been talking about people being in funks during coronavirus and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of people are like, let's go exercising. Um, but our brains at the moment are, they seem to think, according to this article, that we're just done because we've got a constant news cycle yeah. that's affecting us. And politicians have gotten so good at being, okay, uh, oh God, that story. Like a few, just two years ago or four or five years ago, a story would have been in the news for a week. It can be gone now within 16 hours. Yeah. Because... And Steve Bannon was a master of that. They talk about Steve Bannon in the article and how he was like, uh, just throw a bunch of shit at it so that people can't remember what you're talking about. So that's what's happening. And your brain could just be going, I'm no. I'm shutting down, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that you're alone. And if anyone is feeling this way, we're reaching critical limit and the computers are going to take over. Hopefully. Jeez, that'd be lovely, actually, if the computers could take over. Because I'm, I've had enough of it. Uh, yeah, maybe you're right. I was attributing it to just the mugginess, the weather and the mugginess. It's, it was all good in April. Like April was a horrible time to be in the health service. Uh, and looking at the curve, that's when all, the, like that's when the worst yeah. of it was happening in our in our mid-April and late late April. Uh, but it was glorious weather. We were all in a summer holiday buzz. We were all getting our summer then. Now it's gotten really warm, really heavy, really muggy, and really wet. And and grey and uh, last night was actually very cold. Did you find it cold? I had the window open. I was roasting still. Jeez, that was freezing. Close the window for the first time in ages in the bedroom. I, I had like, the window open and the Dyson on. I've got a Dyson. I've got a few Dysons. The kids have a Dyson each. The wife has a Dyson and I have a Dyson. And honest to God, you see, we live near apartments that are just rude, rude people. Didn't you get? Didn't you get sent a free Dyson when you were in today FM or IP? Did I? Or maybe it wasn't you. Remember someone had a free Dyson. I might have. I don't know. I I don't think so. Okay. I've been a consistent Dyson consumer Mm. for for years. Actually, can I give you a a pro tip as a Dyson user? As a not Dyson user here, yes. Well, I can give you a pro tip for when you have a house. Or even now, like when it's really roasting in your house. A Dyson... It doesn't have the same sound. It's, it has a, there is definitely it makes a noise. There's there's settings between zero and ten on a Dyson, with zero being off and ten being powerful. Put it on two, and there's a light a light breeze on your feet, right? Yeah, and it just makes a, a steady hiss, but it's not like the sound of a fan in the room, which is just like distracting. It's too loud. It's just a steady hum, and it's actually quite peaceful. That's pro tip number one. 
pro tip ASMR there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's funny actually because I, I, I shouldn't say it because you hate mentioning children. But oh, shut up! My wife, she listens to ASMR. I told you that story. Which, yes, yeah, from the yeah. good, the good wife, the good wife. Yeah. So she actually does listen every night. To a, a woman talking about how she's cooking a chicken, yeah. like so. You put the stuffing up the chicken's arse, etc. And last night, child. This was, a, this was a battery chicken. It had a terrible life. It was kept in a cage and it had no feathers. Horrible life. But don't. Now you're going. But don't going let to eat it. Don't let that put you off. I'll give you some tips to give it some extra flavour. Because otherwise it's just going to look like dull grey meat. Yeah, because it, it lives such a horrible life that the meat is actually raging. I've actually got a chicken story as well. Okay. A chicken observation. Anyway, child one, he, funnily enough, he said, I said, last night I said, it's warm enough, do you need the fan? Because he's got a fan in his room. It's warm enough, do you need, or rather it's cool enough, do you need the fan? He said, you know, daddy, I like to have it on just for the noise of it. It helps me go off to sleep. Oh, he's so mature. That's such an old thing to say. Dude, the amount of stuff this child comes out with that he's so, he is so, it blows my mind and it just depends on the individual on the person because like he's 8 years of of age when I was twice his age when I was 16 or 17 I couldn't tell you like he has things like the awareness of I'm going to be hungry in about an hour or that kind of thing or um, I'm a little cold can I put on my I'm or it might be a little cold outside I'll put on my hoodie when I was like even in my 20s man I wouldn't think to put on a hoodie until I'm actually cold. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think to eat food until I was actually hungry. He is so mindful and aware. It blows my mind. The other guy is an actual proper child. So it's literally like, I'm starving. Where's my food? Whereas Matthew, the older fella, and he's only two years older than him. He's he like, he's like, Daddy, I think I'm going to be getting hungry in about 20 minutes or half an hour. So... <laughs> Maybe you'll put on, would you put on some food now and then I'll be, it'll be ready for when I'm actually hung. All that kind of thing. Like he's so aware of, yeah. of of himself and of other people, of other people's, like their feelings. And it's just, and he's always been like that. Even as a very young child, mm. it completely blows my mind. Because he's Kate. That's it. Well, he is. Yeah. Yeah. But he's even Kate. it's just awareness. I can't, can't think of any better examples than that. But it's like, how do you even know that? That like, like he knows his feelings. Like he knows mm-hmm. his, uh, that's the other, we watch, like anything we watch, he cries at. Like if there's, if there's a slightly emotional thing at all, he cries at it and he owns it. Like he starts crying and he's like, I'm crying because this is a lovely happy bit. Whereas the other fellow would be looking at him and the, and I would be looking at him like, what are you crying at you lunatic? <laughs> But he owned like he compl- It's it's an incredible thing. Anyway, I don't want to be talking about kids because Moran Moran hates children. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but the, the my other pro tip for you on the uh, Dyson is Dyson do a a fact. We shouldn't be buying from Dyson at all, given your man's position on Brexit and his move to Singapore, etc. But yeah. if, but if you are buying a Dyson, uh, he has a, a refurbished or they Dyson have a refurbished eBay shop or, or a, a factory shop where you can get the products much cheaper than you would in a regular shop. So if you just Google eBay Dyson shop, and it's actually Dyson themselves run it, but they sell all their refurbished stuff through eBay on their 
dedicated eBay warehouse or refurb or factory outlet store. That's where mm. I get me Dyson shit. That's where you get your stuff. <laughs> gets you get it dead. You get it dead. Yeah. So it's yeah. At the observation then on the chicken, very quickly, uh, lockdown has done something to, I presume it's a meat factory um, uh, implication or something with the meat factories or maybe there's less people working in meat factories or maybe they're under more pressure. But the the chicken breasts have are weird now. Then they're, they're covered in fat. Uh, they're not taking the fat off them. And in some cases, they're very bloody. There's a load of blood left in the chicken breasts, which is interesting because it, it has occurred oh. to me on occasion that like, why are chick? Why like it's it's meat from the breast of a chicken? Why isn't there blood? Why isn't it red? Why isn't there blood in it? Of course, they do lots of stuff to it to make they sure they do it's lots of stuff. To white, it. yeah. But um, it's been quite. There has been lumps of blood in the chicken. Still doesn't stop me from eating it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still chicken. But uh, they're just not processing it as well as they used to. That's a specific uh, supermarket that we would buy our groceries. Oh right, from. okay. Yeah, but it's yeah. like holy crap! They're not even making any effort. I mean, pretty soon they're just going to be sending us live chickens <laughs> and telling us, make do with that, lads. Throw that in there the water. There you walk. go. Say hi to Bertie. Bertie's a lovely chicken. He's had a lovely life now. So treat him well. Oh, you've got no grass. That's fine. You're going to be killing him later on today. That's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Some seed. he will taste delicious. You eat chicken though, don't you? I do. Sure, I eat flipping everything. I had lamb the other day. I haven't had lamb in ages. And so then, cute. Was it so cute like, when you're eating it? I was like, yum. And then I went, oh God, it's lamb. Oh no, no. And then wouldn't you know, about two hours later, it was on the internet and first thing I saw was like this happy lamb video. I was like, of course, thanks, thanks, cheers. Did you see the video of the goat jumping up on top of the St. Bernard's head? I No, I saw the video of the goat coming out from underneath the stove. I didn't see that one. Uh, oh, it's so cute. I haven't seen the St. Bernard's head. You Google the, the St. Bernard's head one when you're done because the computer's going to crash on you. But uh, there's there's a little baby goat and he's... Because you know the way goats love jumping up on top of stuff? Yes. Uh, and the St. Bernard is a fairly good size and he's only a baby. So he's jumping up and down <laughs> on the St. Bernard's head. And the dog is quite... Nah, yeah, that's And the he, dog is just being like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's it's like does. a parent with a child going... So listen, this is what it is now. Three minutes and four seconds. When I... Is it? No, there's uh, another one here now. It's quite orphaned short. Orphaned baby goat. <gasps> is he an orphan? Oh, no. He's an orphan baby goat with a St. Bernard. Wrapped up. And now... Oh, my God. No, this is a different video because this one is just lying down beside a St. Bernard. Okay. Uh, yeah, you'll okay. find it eventually. Uh, right. I When we went to adopt Izzy, there was a baby goat on the... It was kind of like a, an adoption farm. It was a whole farm of adopted yeah. cats and kittens and... Dogs. There was a there was a couple of horses. There was a pony. There was a a lion, a zebra, uh, a rhinoceros. Mm, yeah, uh, you thought about bringing the rhino home, did you, to North Dublin? And they had a little baby goat who had been uh, abandoned or orphaned or abandoned. He was on his own anyway, right? Oh! And he was this size, more. He was like the size of a puppy. Oh! And he, he was completely black. He was like oh. little black tufts where his horns were coming in. Oh! Tight little black. Oh, he was jet black. Char- you know, as black as soot. And his name was Zorba. They called him Zorba. And uh, like they showed us around the whole place. Like, cause, you know, you, you see the whole. It's called Ash Animal Rescue. And right. uh, they're always looking for volunteers and helpers and whatever. They're down in Wick, down the arse end of Wicklow, actually. And uh, we went down. I'll never forget him, Zorba the goat. And they let me cuddle him. And he was like, ah, ah. <laughs> the feeling oh, of cuddling a baby goat and like, you'd get ah. so close going you'd be almost going sure will I do it lads sure feck it and then next thing you've got a goat in your house 
Uh, that's the thing. And people do take weird things like pigs and goats home as well and adopt them and domesticate them or whatever. But I saw a weird, this was a viral last year, I think. Loads of you will have seen it. And this was, um, my son wanted an American influencer person. My son wanted a baby goat, so we got him. Now I don't know what to do, guys. And it's basically they put a pen, like a playpen that you have for a kid around the goat. And sure, the goat just parkoured off the wall and jumped out and started trotting around the kitchen because it's a goat <laughs> yeah. and they can jump. And I was like, your two or three year old son wanted a goat. So you got them a goat. Yeah, who's the dick? What? What's wrong with you? What yeah. is wrong? And what? You didn't realise that goats can just jump over crap? My, Seriously? Was, my feeling with Zorba was, while it was one... Zorba. What? Your good mate Zorba. My mate Zorba the goat. I'll always, for the, for the, until the day I die, I'll think of Zorba the goat. And his little, ah, 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 take me home. Ham. Uh, I will always regret not taking him home. But even when I was there, I was like, I can't imagine having a full size goat. A baby goat is fine. If you could breed goats like they do with some dogs to just stay tiny. You can get pygmy goats. Can you? Yeah. In that case, I'll take one of them. The other thing, I've got, I have an artificial lawn. If I had a local yeah. land down the country somewhere, I'd definitely get a baby goat and let have him roam. Have a goat. Yeah. Yeah. Lock the front yeah. gate. Let him roam. That'd be great. Cra- I, <gasps> or alpacas. Friends of, friends of mine are going to end up like that. They've There's, you know, there was a dog. The next thing, there were chickens. All of a sudden, there was a pony. I was like, where's the pony coming from? I know there'll be donkeys and goats by the yeah. end of the summer. I'm just like, what are you doing? Sure, listen, they were, we, we, did, they we were, couldn't say no, we, we couldn't say they no. Were, they were going sent to the glue factory, so, yeah. you know. Ah, 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 ah. Are you like, going to pay for a pony though? Jesus this Christ. is going to be Animal Farm, hopefully in a good way. Shall we move on? Uh, yeah, I want to go, I want a pygmy goat now, you've got me. Got you me can thinking. go looking at pygmy goats after this. Or an alpaca I mentioned as well. I uh, I couldn't. I don't think Bono was. will let the residents' association. Bono's oh, he'd be the like, first no. on. He'd be the first on bitching about me, me uh, alpaca live, live. out the back. On, he'll no, be he'd on be on the G- residents' page on the on, on the, the Facebook um, page. On the Facebook page, yeah, he would. First on, and, and he wouldn't name me. He's either. known as he's known as Paul he's, on the Facebook page. Paul though. On he's the, not, no, what he does not on, Bono. He goes on under Ali's username, but you sure, know he's it's always him. with Ali. You know it's. You know it's so him right Stop writing. blaming Ali. It's yeah. not Ali. We know and it's does you, this Paul. Passive aggressive shite that he does, where he goes on and he writes, and he knows full well it's me. You know, he knows full well it's me. Yeah. And he's like, sure, he saw you from the top of his house on the hill. You can see it clearly. And he's right. Some I note that someone in the neighborhood has gotten an alpaca that is making noise at all hours of the night. And it's not like ASMR Dyson noise. No. It's alpaca noise. What noise does an alpaca make out of interest? I think they're a fairly quiet creature, are they? Ah. <laughs> I, have no ah. Idea. I have no idea. Anyway, I cuddled an alpaca at a at a thing once and uh they're not a particularly cuddlesome creature. No. I, I, I was warned, yeah, by the by the handler. But apparently this particular alpaca, according to the handler anyway, took a shine to me. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was just like, it was, <laughs> it was. He could tell, he was like, this guy's cuddle Zorba. I'm going to get Zorba uh, out of his head. I'll make you never, I'll make you think Zorba never existed. It was an awesome experience. It was a family fun day in the, in the park. It was one of these Cadbury thing for Easter. 
and it was children everywhere. So it's like, imagine a pen, a fairly wide pen with loads of, you know, three foot people. And then I come along and I'm the alpaca's height. Yes. So I think it could have been a kind of a, hey, another alpaca. How are you? Looks a bit like a you've human. Got a, you've got a face. It's at the level of my face. And he kind of came over and he gave me a little uh, huggy. And, and your mum was essentially like, going, now, protect little... me from, protect me from the small three foot. I, I, I hate children. He's, oh my He's, God. It could it be my me. alpaca. It was you, you and dressed alpacas. as an alpaca. Yeah, I was dressed. I was dressed as an alpaca. Number two. This is before Virgin Media Television came along. You were you were gigging. <laughs> I was gigging. <laughs> I was doing a DJ set, and then I had to get into the alpaca suit. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Do we need to say R.I.P. about your alpaca days now as well? <laughs> no, we're okay. okay. N- number two. <laughs> number two. Well, lads, there's an awful lot of sniping going on with the government at the moment. Michal Lahan, the Corkonians are at it. Did you see this? Uh, is is this the turning down of the junior ministries, is it? No, is this the... is uh, Fianna Fáil Cork North, Northwest TD, Michal uh, Moynihan, sorry. Uh, Moynihan uh, has said he is extremely disappointed that the Taoiseach did not appoint him a junior minister. Oh, and somebody wanted what, it. Somebody this wanted is what one. Moyn- this is what Moynihan said. He has insulted me and my community. I have worked so hard for the party over the last nine years. Took a lot of shit for him. Very, very cross. Wow. Was this on Twitter? Where did he say this? Was this on an interview? I think he said it yesterday. This is absolutely... an interview. All of this is ridiculous. Shut up. Pipe down. You ran and and you serve at the privilege. You serve at the privilege of your party leader and your government, whoever it may be, and then in turn, the leader of the government. Shut up, sit down and whip the vote. Isn't it all a bit Hahi-esque? It's insane. Come here, I did did you that turn. So now you've got to give me this. Yeah. It's, it's... It's it's, doing my head It's like they're old. Like, it's just... The exception is just kind of being like, uh, I, oh Jesus, what's yeah. the word? I can't remember, but you know what I mean? The word. Bleh, the word bleh. You should be given something for free and you're just like, yeah, this is, this is what I should be getting. I'm sitting there going, no one. Lads, first of all, pipe down. Privilege. Because it, it is really bringing me back to the days. Expectation. Charlie and Bertie and jobs for the boys. And I'm like, you need to stop because surely you're a new party now. And you've got to get something on. I've just been uh, laughing at this the last two days. Like the wolf, the wolf is literally at the door. The wolf is there. You've got COVID. You've got a health crisis. You've got an economic crisis and you've got Sinn Féin. And you can't get your, get your act together internally. Sit down. Shut up whip the votes. You are an absolute disgrace to all of yourselves. And Sinn Féin are laughing at you. The wolf is at the door, lads. Ridiculous carry-on from grown men. The the alleged leaders of this country. You didn't get the seat you wanted. Make a private phone call. Ring the man, the, the individual involved. Absolutely ridiculous carry-on. Entitlement. Sense of entitlement. There you go. Thank you. Um, I I couldn't agree with you more. You're a public servant. And I get it, by the way. I absolutely get it. This must be happening all the time in politics. 
of I deserve this, you should give me this. We've seen what's happened to Boris's government where he's basically gotten rid of anyone who will say anything against him and has surrounded himself with just yes men, yes men and women. Okay, of course that happens in politics. I get that. But now we're sitting here going, it's really bringing into stark, into focus. You're making an absolute fortune. I would never become a politician. I get it. You're at beck and call 24-7. 365 days a year. Absolutely. I understand that. I don't think there are a lot, an awful lot of people who be like, the amount of money they get. They never stop, right? Doing, uh, dealing with, with um, community stuff. But this stuff that's coming out now, mm-hmm. I cannot get over it. Stop doing it in public. Have your fights behind closed doors yeah. because we're about to go into a massive recession and people have lost their flipping jobs left, right and centre. Yeah. You've got a nice cushy number and you've got a great pension. Shut up. What are your ambitions though as well? What are you hoping to achieve from that? Like, how are you, how are you going to end up as Taoiseach when you are showing yourself to be so utterly unstatesmanlike in a, in a, a run of the mill disappointment that comes along in everyone's life? If you were showing the lack of class to be able to go. And you know what the line is for, 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 since time began, the line is, I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm actually quite disappointed, but I've got my constituency to focus on. Exactly. I go back to the grindstone and I serve at the pleasure of the president. Can you just say we're, we're, we're West Wingers. Yeah. I serve at the pleasure of the president. But that's the line, isn't it? You know, and that's I know. always Those episodes were really annoying though. It was all a bit too bloody patriotic. Anyway. But prior um, to like government or, or cabinet selection, the line is always, well, that's, that's their call. And I'll respect his decision, whatever he does, as you're sucking up trying to get the gig. So mm-hmm. when you don't get the gig, sit down, shut up and eat your cake. And you know what? You'll get it the next time around if you behave, if you keep your nose clean. I was also sitting there with Moynihan going, dude, what did you expect to get? We've got a Taoiseach from Cork. We've just had major issues about no one west of the Shannon getting any flipping jobs. Yeah. Read the room. Read the room. A lump of them turned down then, the junior ministries yeah. then, because they weren't hot enough for them. I know. Like... It's ridiculous. Anyway, I can't. I can't, I, I can't without getting angry. Oh, Sinn Féin are at home. They're on the WhatsApp group Howling. going, lads, this is gas. This is gas. I and don't, I hope they're I having a good old laugh. their own issues, because I've been reading all about Michelle O'Neill for the last three days as well. And uh, that, that no, um, again, anyway, whatever. This, do you know what? Give can't just say what it is. What? We don't have to go. We don't have to go into it, but say what it is. Well, it, initially it started for me. It started on Sun. Was it a Sunday or Saturday or Sunday when she mm. showed up with Mary Lou? Like she'll go. I think she goes to the toilet with Mary Lou. She's. I think she. Uh, wherever Mary Lou is, she's inside in the shower with her. She can't yeah, go well, anywhere. Wherever Mary Lou They've been having their issues around, um, of course, uh, abortion legislation up north as well, which hasn't gone down well for Sinn Féin up there. But um, yeah, Michelle does like being with Mary Lou. It's actually. ridiculous. It's an absolute joke. You're a leader in your own constituency or you're, you're in the north of Ireland. Stick around. Do your job up there. Uh, there's no, there's absolutely no need for you, particularly on the government formation. Everyone was banging on about Mihal Martin's family not being there. Yeah, I understand because of COVID restrictions, you shouldn't be travelling. It's not yeah. an essential journey for Michelle O'Neill to be down in Dublin for the formation of government or the election of a new Taoiseach. It, it, it's not. Whatever you say, it's not. I'm, I'm, I, I was. Yeah, but remember the optics for some people, and this is this is the this is the issue for Sinn Fein now. Because it is, oh, all Ireland. 
you know, they're putting into people's mind all Ireland, 32 counties. Michelle is part of this. So that's the optics of it. But again, if Sinn Féin don't shit the bed about certain things now, they could be singing in a couple of years' time. But, the, but and, and then she went to the, the, the big, huge funeral. She had people with their arms around her and all that kind of... I'm in the fortunate position at the moment, by the way, of being able to bitch about every party equally, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, even for Grail, you can bitch about. Uh, because... Uh, with with Leo with his Mean Girl stuff, there's all, there's something with all of them at the moment. So I can sh- I can actually bitch fairly without anyone being able to come back at me and go, "Oh, you're clearly a blue shirt because you're having a pop at Sinn Fein." It's actually not the case at all. It's actually they're they're all really letting themselves down quite badly at the moment. Uh, and and oh, then the, the, and that was her defense. It was a stupid defense of being there, and the, the stupid defense of her be- being in Dublin for the which she shouldn't. She just shouldn't have been, lads. She just shouldn't have been there. There's no need for her to be there. And do you know what? She <laughs> she has a sense about her. Again, like you say, entitlement. She has this sense of, of course I should be here. It's like, no, you shouldn't. The rest of us are locked down in our houses because we're trying to protect our old people. This is not an essential journey for you to come to Dublin. And no more than the the, the selfies uh, at that, that funeral or um, on, on Monday or Tuesday as well. And then her ridiculous defense of that. Anyway, I can't. I can't. I can't even, Warren. But it's just, see, this is the thing. Sinn Féin could have an open goal if things go certain ways for them. But for 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 a party that have been considered, you know, the liberal, they've been incredibly liberal, a yeah, oh yeah. very liberal party. The fringe that are moving into them, which would be considered, and I'm using air quotes here, like the alt-right of Ireland. Yeah. Because they've got the lovely tricolour and everyone's like, oh, nationalist party. And they're thinking about like American nationalism rather than Irish nationalism, which is the 32 counties. Mm-hmm. If if they take in an awful lot of members that are just fascists, Jesus Christ, the thing will implode. Like, because you're, you're seeing an awful lot of people underneath. Like, Shin, I was just, you know, when you go into threads sometimes and going on about Sinn Féin, I was looking at it and, you know, some, some really good stuff. But then you go down, further down, Sinn Féin are the best. They'll get rid of, they'll get rid of, all the new Irish, you know, in air quotes and all this. And I'm like, lads, mm-hmm. like fascists are starting to join your party or, or starting to support you. And the, that's the, scary for them. There is a, well, it's it, uh, any political chat really, particularly at the moment. There's always a, a rabid bunch that will re- respond. I was going to say something about the Michelle O'Neill thing. And I was like, ah, that's no point. But like, because uh, as soon as you say something, you're, it's like it's it's anti Shin or you're down with it, and I'm I'm absolutely not. In, in certain oh. respects, I completely agree. Don't uh, bring the with, bots on you, though. It's not worth it. That's it. You see, and they're, well, they're not just bots; they're real people, but they're mad for the they're mad for the Twitter. Some of them. Oh yeah, regardless of of what you say, absolutely. That's it. Like, I completely yeah. agree. Which is why and it was nice. It, it is nice in this moment to have equal disrespect for all of the parties. Except maybe the Greens. Although the, yeah, will we have will we have equal disrespect for John Cleese? Uh, let's let's move on to number three. We're running out of time already. Sorry. Number three. Number three, my darling. So John Cleese last night. Obviously, this all kicked off yesterday with um, a woman in the states uh, called Jessica. Jesus, I can't remember. Chastain. Not Chastain. Alba. And she's like, just want to rabbit. Just want to, <laughs> keep on going. <laughs> just want to uh, just want to remind you all that there was an Irish woman in the 1500s who took her husband's castle and brought war to England and wouldn't let whatever. This badass Irish queen. And then people are like, yeah, and I've written a pilot for it. Granwell. People are like, amazing, fantastic. As long as you call her. And then the Irish got involved going, well, as long as you call her Grainne Yeah. 
Um, actually, that name is probably really hard to say, so I'll probably use the anglicised version. And then I was like, girl, Uh-oh. oh no, what Uh-oh. have you done? <laughs> underneath come, it. Here come the shinners. <laughs> but, underneath it, we're like, we can say Daenerys Targaryen and you can say freaking Gronya. Pissa, I was wetting myself, wetting myself with it yesterday. So, of course, that brought up Irish pronunciations and how people say names. And it's like, this is how you say it. Here's phonetically in English how you'd say it. So someone put up, and this was a John Cleese thing. Uh, this John, was a while ago, this John Cleese thing, wasn't it? He said something about uh, pronunciations of Irish words. Of Irish names. Yeah, but yeah. then last night, he retweeted um, oh, this guy saying, Kiva is my dog's name, K-E-E-V-A, but it's spelt Quiva, C-A-O-I-M-H-E. And then John Cleese retweets it, comments, no wonder the Irish never had an empire. Ugh. Oh God! I think and this he's is tro- after. Is he trolling though? In I'd I know, like but in January, in January, he did another thing about the Irish, um, about uh, four Irishmen in a bar. Uh, come here, I'll tell you a joke. Four Irishmen in a bar. I'm I'm the bar owner. I'm Seamus over there. Is another Irish fella. There's another. Do you still want to tell your joke? No, I don't want to explain it four times. And that was the joke in January. Then there was another one last year about the state of how we spell things. Now, also remember last year, he said London is no longer an English city. And the, oh, John right. Cleese said that in 2019. So we've always known that John Cleese has been a troublesome character. No respect for women. Bit of a dick. But now it's like, oh, you're xenophobic as well. Yeah. This is... This is, oh, oh, you've probably always been xenophobic, but now it's just coming out because you're in your 70s and you're super cranky. So everyone was fine with him being an asshole to women, but now he's taking on entire nations. Now, if he's trolling, great crack, go for it. I don't know if he is, though. I it doesn't. It's not offending me. It's like, yeah, Grant, whatever. I'm glad we didn't have an empire, Grant. Cool. It, it's funny. A lot of people have this uh, ridiculous love for Monty Python and this like oh they're the, they're genius they invented comedy they're the best thing I've never understood it I've, I've right. watched The Life of Brian a couple of times I'm like yeah I can yeah fine yeah it's you know maybe it's just that it's moved on and it's just not for me Um, but um, so then you kind of need to hold him in regard then but particularly so, since so many comedy people hold Monty Python and specifically John Cleese in such high regard that you'd be kind of thinking is there another angle to it is there a Either a comedic angle or an enter- just for his own entertainment. He's like, here, let's get the Irish all riled up again. I'll th- watch this, babes. I'll throw this up to his, I don't know, 22-year-old <laughs> model girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like you're going out with your daughter's best friend. <laughs> you have treated women abhorrently your entire life. Are we cancelling John Cleese then? Is he cancelled? He's been cancelled a good few times, but he's John Cleese. He doesn't give a crap. Yeah, okay. We're recancelling John Cleese. The, the the Faulty Towers reboot that we were going for is now off. It's it's done, I'm afraid. Uh, and he only made six No wonder. Th- no wonder you never had an empire, lads. It's terrible. It's terrible that you didn't go around the world raping and pillaging. Awful. It just takes so much effort, the raping and pillaging, though, Moran. It really does. Although you we, don't have we, enough time for... You don't have enough time for pygmy goats. We had Grania Whale doing it for us. She had... Grand Will. Yeah, Grand Will. Yeah. Gran- 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 Will. Isn't that what they called? There was, there was oh, Grania. loads of names. Grania is so hard to say, but I'm going to give you Dario Naharis. Mm-hmm. 
Sir Barristan Selmy. So easy to say. So easy to say. Uh, you know they'll make a Gr- complete hash of it as well when they make Gra- it. Gra- Gra- yeah. Like, gr- yeah. Gronya Shoiga like, had issues like, though. Yeah. Like yeah, you say the word yeah. Uh, Gronya Shoiga had issues when she was in... Um, Sky. Not Sky, the other one. Uh, ITV, Daybreak or whatever the hell that Daybreak, was. Daybreak, the morning programme over there, yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, but I think it was more with the Shoiga, not the Gronya thing. I think there's plenty of people called Gronya, particularly in the UK. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and it's so funny because all English people say my name so well. That's so easy. They get it right every single time. No, they don't. <laughs> Ray. Mary. But you know they make a mess of it. It'll be this crappy made-for-TV rubbish uh, with a the fiery red-haired Irish maiden with long curly hair. Well, there was that Broadway show that came out from. Riverdance Moya Darty. Remember Pirate Queen? It ran for like two months. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, it didn't go down well. We gotta um, go. We gotta we go. Gotta go. Six bits pod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And was there news I meant to? Oh, the school's coming back or not? Oh, yeah. Uh, but then again, we don't, I, I've done some we don't shouting. Have time. I've already done some shouting already we, in this podcast, so there's no need for me to be doing any more shouting. We don't have, we'll we find don't have out time. today what the uh, the unions are going to say, and then then I'll be shouting tomorrow. We don't, have, we don't have time. time. We don't have. We don't have time. Six bits pod at gmail.com Azerbaijan, stay away from yourselves and each each other. Ah, ah, ah.